Welcome back to the Michael Anthony Show, and as usual, I am holding quite a high level of trauma. Um, this time, perhaps for a more relatable issue to many of the people listening to this show worldwide, by the way, and I appreciate every single one of you, and I know that you appreciate me, so rate the show more. But the reason I have trauma... Let, let me know if you recognize these five noises. What that is, is the sound of a middle-aged woman sitting beside me on a train, licking each finger every time she pulls her hand out of the jumbo bag of prong cocktail walkers. She's decided to eat publicly and selfishly, surrounded by people who have somewhere to be, who've gone online to buy a train ticket, who envisaged many bad things happening, but not her and the jumbo bag post the fucking tube of crackers that she'd just eaten. When she got to the end of it, she put her palm around the bottom of the bag and she drank. The ends of of the walkers, and after the first four finger licks, I just put the headphones in, look straight ahead, listen to John Lennon, Plastic Ono Band, the first album after he left the Beatles, in which he's kind of showing us the result of primal scream therapy that he'd been engaging in, essentially going into a forest and screaming into the woods, letting go of all your childhood anguish. Embracing all of it as well. That's why we have songs like God and Mother and Isolation and My Mommy's Dead. But when she began to drink the bag, I... I couldn't... I couldn't turn a blind eye anymore and I took out the right earphone. And I looked at her and she smiled as if to say, what am I like? And with my eyes I looked back at her. And I said, you're like a fucking animal. To be honest with you. You're like someone who hasn't been socialized. Someone who hasn't been given manners. Because there's nothing more ignorant for me than forcing other people to accept the way in which you consume food. Something I've said many times before is a private fucking act. I'd forgive friends for most things. Things they say, things they believe in, but when they start asking for extra dips to come to a table so they can shove their chicken wing in, proving that the taste and consumption exceeds the comfortability and ambience of the gathering that for me is unforgivable but to do it beside a stranger completely ignoring your social responsibility this woman probably has children she's probably raised them with an incorrect version of manners and told them to listen don't question authority don't be confrontational don't really believe in yourself, but definitely don't let anyone tell you that's not your entitlement to stink up a fucking train or an office 
or chew with your fucking mouth open. Because that is your right. And that's animalistic. That's not human. That's what fucking jungle creatures are doing. Putting food and consumption ahead of everything. And I find it quite funny that her kids would probably have Instagram or LinkedIn's and judge people based on how kind of efficiently they're following the normal rules of society yet cracking open tuna cans in enclosed spaces and it might sound menial and trivial and like it's not a big issue but it really is because it isn't just about the smell I'm not a guy I don't like bad smells I get headaches off people who smell a B.O. It's not just, oh, your man stinks. It's That's actually hitting my brain. I have a headache. You're affecting my health. But it isn't just the smell. It's it's the fucking narcissism of it. And people can call me many things. But the day I'm opening up food in a public place is the day that I know I've gone too far. Because it says so much about how I'm getting quite emotional. How much you respect fellow humans of this world and respect the fellow humans is something that we quite clearly don't believe in now unless it's done in the organized, accepted way. Um, I mean, any human who seems to have the audacity to develop enough inner self-belief that they're willing to be authentic and vulnerable publicly in order to help people um, which does naturally mean they deviate from the accepted norms of capitalism um, are now put on a bullseye at which society throws darts at from every angle and we have to look no further than Russell Brand the sinking sand of despair The smell of dread in the air I'm head to toe in my own fear I'm going to die and I need to cry ah. Personally, um... Russell Brand, someone who I admire as a comedian, as an actor to an extent. Not much diversity there, but I mean, forgetting Sarah Marshall. We talk about the golden era of comedies. That kind of super baddie, knocked up era of forgetting Sarah Marshall is right on the top of that pile because it actually captures emotion. Um, far better than any of its competitors, and it was overlooked due to the s- films that simultaneously came out. Um, in that kind of 2008 period, but it's a classic and he's brilliant in it. A gifted performer, a great orator, and an authentic guy who did use vulgarity but honesty in order to make a crowd feel at home and an audience feel um, safe. It is obviously no secret that Russell Brand had a promiscuity that did mirror that kind of Mick Jaggery, Keith Richards-y, um, rock and roll level but it's also no secret that this is something that was sold and created by the employers and the culture 
at the time. When you used to tune in to MTV to watch the hived Russell Brand on One Leicester Square, we all knew we were tuning into a guy that represented the progression in society that was beginning to allow us to talk about sex in a way that didn't make it the forbidden fruit, which often led to misogynistic rapes and male dominance. When Russell Brand is telling women to get their knickers off, he's doing it in a very borderline gay, vulnerable way, kind of exposing the fact that that male privacy of pretending to respect women publicly um, and that male insecurity that never allowed them to put themselves in the firing line was what really caused the behind-closed-doors, drunk-coming-home-whiskey-beating-her-and-pulling-her-knickers-down culture. What he was doing was sold as feministic. The future. And that you don't really have to have muscles or be the quiet man who doesn't believe in talking about his emotions. Shut up, Sandra, right? I don't give a shit what postnatal depression is. Shut up. Russell Brand was bringing us into this kind of hybrid of talk to the women, be vulnerable, be on their team of estrogen. And that's what MTV and Channel 4 and the Guardian newspaper, who he used to write for, which is just not mentioned now, and they're slating him every single fucking day, because that's what that hypocritical rag that you wouldn't wipe your whole wit does. Another thing nobody's mentioning is when they say so-and-so warned us about Russell Brand uh, 15 years ago. No one's mentioning his feud with Donald Trump in 2014, in which Trump has a go at Russell Brand, because if we were to write an article saying Donald Trump warned us about Russell Brand, we might no longer know who to fucking root for. Wait a second. Trump hates Brand. Do we like Trump now? Because that's what this all is. A symbol of the culture war that our society is now in. I mean, the Channel 4 documentary, whether whoever edited that, probably two absolute dweebs behind the scenes in Channel 4 who have no creative output, who decided to target a guy. Probably the same guys who were sitting in London bars telling everyone how they should have gone easy on Caroline Flack facing a trial for domestic abuse. I think she was accused of breaking a lamp, fucking laugh a lamp over a dude's head. Um, the same people who were telling us that these witch hunts are wrong when it goes wrong are leading a witch hunt in which they're getting actors, should be barred by the way. If someone's making a claim of rape, um, grooming, again, the, the consensual age in England, and unfortunately and wrongly, is 16, so therefore I don't really understand why her claims have even been televised. Criticise the government, criticise the culture, but don't make Russell Brand subject to something for doing something legal. Yeah, wronging type behaviour, weird. If you're 31, don't go out with a 16-year-old, but is the reason we're not doing the dispatches on Leonardo DiCaprio because he talks about the environment? Is that the reason we're not getting, as I said, actresses in to play the role of somebody who's accusing somebody of rape, who can practice their tempo and their dramatic delivery and the style of emotion they're portraying as they make the point? It just doesn't sound fair. Here we have an actress reconstructing the claims. Not even the burglary of a home and all, which is ridiculous. I knew it, where they have fucking two fucking Bradley Coopers going in, Nick and a guy from Bradford, you're going, I doubt the burglars fucking looked like that. But actually someone sitting there with a more convincing tone because it's rehearsed than probably the actual apparent victim would have. 
that mixed with the fact that we're clipping his comedy bits to make it look like his vulgarity was sincere as opposed to a character he was playing that was created by these fucking channels in order to make money he's left and no longer needs and is calling out as well as things like big pharma there's in a way two russell brand characters there's the beehive nut job who by the way was extremely entertaining in an era of naughty's television in which it was needed and then there's now the guy who's a family man who helps people by telling the truth, by stringing together a series of really interesting and true sentences with the goal of giving people enough self-belief to think that they can get off drugs, that they can find inner peace, that they don't need to be reliant on other people's opinion. The one who's getting cancelled is the second version And he's getting cancelled for being the first version. So not only is that telling us that human beings are now, without sounding cliche, guilty um, without proof. But it's also telling us that in an era in which we're talking about mental health, don't even think of changing or trying to become a new person or forgive your past by talking about it honestly. Rape, v non-rape, is a very difficult situation, but it seems like as we give the two fingers to the past and the days of religion, which we didn't allow each other to shag, because shagging is a very complex human thing to do. It's the art of mimicking reproduction. That's what the feeling of orgasm is. That's why it feels so good. It's because your body's going into a state of reproduction, our only real point as creatures. So... The world would just go wild if we let everyone run around shag willy-nilly. And there would be um, a huge lack of consent because the animals aren't consenting. So then we invent things like religion that stops us from kind of mass shags, um, which also leads to a suppression of love and blocks us from being able to um, experience excessive intimacy. But we learned that that led to kind of weird shags. So we grew out of that culture and started to believe free the breast, free the dick, the swinging 60s, take acid and all love each other. Monogamy isn't the answer. But now with technology and social media, we're beginning to re-ban the shag because as human beings, we just can't deal with what promiscuity is Because it's such a precious, important thing. So we're turning Russell Brand's possible consensual shags due to his charisma and ability to make someone feel loved and the center of the world into him being now a sex predator. And because we don't have religion, we've aligned it to groupthink politics. And if Russell Brand used to be that character and was now using his YouTube channel to talk about trans rights and to tell us all to get vaccinated, he wouldn't be getting cancelled. So this isn't really necessarily about the debate of was it consensual or not. It should be the debate about us as a society. Why are we doing it? And Russell Brand is under the microscope because he isn't playing the left-wing game. 
That's a fact. Even if he is a raping bastard, maybe there's much more raping bastards out there than him, but it's quite clear that the ones who align themselves on the right side of the social media narrative now will not get pursued by the ones that don't. Where is... Where is Philly Schofield gone? He did an interview. He had a vape in his hand, which kind of adds to the vulnerability, because anyone smoking those coloured vapes is essentially saying, I'm broken. And what? Did he play the mental health card and... No, we don't talk about it. If Russell Brand came out tomorrow and said that he's working on his mental health as opposed to coming out quoting Joseph Campbell saying he's been stitched up just like Jesus was back in the day, would we be forgiving him? Are we really trying to solve the problem with consensual sex or are we trying to further control people in a way that is greater than we were back in the 50s and 60s? It seems to be the latter. And like we laugh back in the day when you're in school, you read history books about the tactics Hitler used to use to convince people and the caricatures of Jews that were in newspapers. Type in Russell Brand's name on Google now and look at the pictures the articles are are using. A dressed-up character who was mocking himself. Again, I, watching that growing up, when he was saying, oh, fancy you, do you fancy me? For me, he was mocking the male insecurity towards women and therefore using verbosity and honesty to kind of highlight how ridiculous, real, closed-off, afraid-of-your-emotions masculinity was. But we're now using the top-hatted, bearded photos of Russell Brand being a fucking jack-of-aces, as Noel Gallagher called him, look-alike, to suggest that that look was like a coordinated, evil, horror character. And people are falling for it. And people take immense pride then in the witch hunt. And before any trial happens, and before we can assess any of the realities behind whatever happened, people are taking pride in accusing people who are defending them of being evil. So, before a culture war actually breaks out, like it nearly did over Black Lives Matter and COVID, because we're clearly flirting with the idea constantly because we're so fucking bored because... Our weapons have advanced too much for real fucking military US involved v fucking Russia war to break out because we're all too selfish to really fucking die because we don't believe in religion like they did back in the day which they were kamikaze into each other. Before we actually engage in that, can people who don't want to be part of the culture in which you're not allowed not think Russell Brand necessarily isn't a rapist, but not allowed to say it would be interesting to see how it pans out. If you're not allowed to say, can we not just be left alone now at this point? Not even engage in the debate or the argument anymore. Who's leaving? Just have two worlds. Where the people who are clearly looking for controversy to make up for the lack of meaning that has naturally happened in this world due to the fact that we've also, at the end of the day, overly developed technology so much to a point that like the work from home culture has just made people bored because there's not enough fucking labor out there for the human mind to be fucking distracted that we're getting so lost on these issues but can we not just is there any way just signing a document that means you're just not playing the game anymore because it just gets you down every month there's a new piece of news and you're accused of being a conspiracy theorist 
if you don't agree with the she, hers, he, hims on Twitter who were attacking people, possibly, yeah, due to their own trauma. Maybe they were victims of, of bullying or childhood abuse in which they just are so used to the concept of human evil that the minute they hear an accusation, they just believe every single person who claims to be a victim. But we are now in a culture in which you're not allowed display self-confidence or self-belief or you will be taken down. And on a minor level, they did it to Mourinho his whole footballing career. It's completely underrated and dismissed and journalists just rooting for his sacking. If, if Mourinho was doing what Ten Hag's doing now, three losses after five games, there'd be articles, five men to replace Mourinho. He's a threat. Ten Hag's just bald and boring with no personality, so just leave him at it. As I said, DiCaprio, not a threat. I don't know how we're not seeing the pattern. Russell Brand engaged in possibly thousands of of intimate sexual relationships with women. We know that. And yeah, perhaps his pursuit in many of the cases was inappropriate. But a lot of his ex-lovers are coming out saying it was fine, it was banter, and they had fun. They knew what he was like. But like, if you think Russell Brand's the threat to women... I'd love to see what you think of the athlete who's keeping his mouth shut, who, by the way, whenever they're accused of rape, um, combat fighters, rugby players, any of this, it doesn't seem to be as personal. Even the way the articles are written, they don't really seem to describe acts before it goes to court and they're quoting things said in court, like dicks down throats and all this shit. Or the evil imagery isn't used as much. But, yeah, if, if you want to keep targeting people like Russell Brand... Prepare for a growth in the real locker room misogyny that comes from men who aren't speaking, who are keeping their cards close to their fucking chest, standing at the edge of the bar, sipping a gin and tonic, going up and timing the entrance of conversation. That's the guy you look out for. You want to go back to mine and get a taxi? That freak. We'll let them all slip under the radar because publicly they'll probably pretend to not be a threat. And that seems like all we want in this quest for equality um, of the genders, of the races. Targeting the wrong people. So in a way, it continues. Um, And society just seems hell-bent on doing it using weak points, like over-associating them with the fucking Tates because they've come out and defended them, even though he never asked for that. While simultaneously, as I said, refusing to acknowledge your one Catherine McPhee saying it was harmless what he did with her on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon as well, by the way, who's now getting accused of having a toxic work environment. Like every late-night show host in the fucking world is. Because social media has given producers and writers and people who aren't the fucking proper under-pressure camera-facing talent these delusions that they all have to be a star because they're watching so many fucking motivational videos on YouTube. I mean, every time you're watching a motivational video on YouTube telling you that you can be whoever you want to be, look under it, there's 10 million views. So, this quest for individuality and to maximize your potential, um, if overly consumed and given to the wrong people, just leads to a complete 
pollution of society's overall consciousness and just narcissism on every single corner. And when you have that, you have an inability to see the truth and the real villains of society. And time and time again, we are pointing fingers at people who I deem are individuals who just want to spread love and help to others who are aware of their own mistakes. And Russell Brand was a man, regardless of what you say, who was aware that his past was something that he was not proud of and something that he was trying to use in order to lead people away from doing it. But now we're releasing articles saying that he deliberately developed an online following, knowing that these accusations would come. So we're now claiming, because he's questioning those in power, that he is fucking he is fucking Jim Jones. He's now a cult leader. So Russell Brand's a cult leader now. But Bill Clinton's an innocent old man who goes to bookshops. A loving father, a loving husband, a man who encouraged his wife to be the symbol of gender equality in the world and be the first female president. Um, and he empowered her throughout their marriage. He wasn't smoking cigars in her face that he'd previously shoved up the vagina of a young intern who he, in a way, did groom um, and have a sexual relationship with, although he denied it. To the world, to all of our faces, um, Bill's a good man. Bill wasn't a US president, fucking power-hungry freak who used the political ambitions of a young woman in her early 20s for sex whilst lying to his wife and using her as a prop so he could pretend to the world that he was a feminist and a guy who um, wanted to end the patriarchy. Nah, Bill just knew how to play the game. Russell Brand just had too much authenticity to play it. Rape, horrible. The patriarchy, major problem. But the techniques being used, such as the um, diminishing of human gender and the witch hunt without proof of figures that the people who are over all of our heads are using um, in order to distract us from the real problem that is the continuation of these major companies who exploit all of us and world tragedy for money. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're actually looking for now. I don't know what we're looking for. It seems like we're looking for a genderless silent, robotic world. We used to watch those films growing up where you'd see the fucking futuristic humans with their head shaved and with the fucking, the Ken and Barbie um, kind of lack of genitalia. Bald, clean bodies, all with the same colour fucking car, same fucking job, locked into a computer with no individuality or identity. Um, it looks like that's the world we're pursuing. That we have to have the same thought and believe in things that do not make sense if you critically think about it. And the only part that even makes you debate it is because there's such a level of violent bullying that happens if you don't. It seems like that's the world we're looking for. I don't... I don't know. Before I continue, by the way, um, the MA show did state last year that it was going to be a platform for musicians who wanted their music played. And that's not something we lived up to, but um, Chloe Duche, everybody, check her out. 
it is to go from living in us literal Australia to managing not just Celtic to a domestic treble but then Tottenham Hotspur an authentic guy a real guy it's an interesting one I'd love him based on what I've seen so far to be the next United manager I know it probably doesn't seem right but then you also look at it he's 58 he's in a rush he probably always knew he was going to get to where he is now because he has an absolutely um, disgustingly good mindset Um that involves so much self-belief and the inability to see problems but only solutions to once again bring up John Lennon. Um, he's probably in a rush in a 58. Um, maybe a stint at Tottenham could just be a quick and short piece of overachievement. And If we're in the hunt soon for the right man, surely you bring in the guy who's so self-aware that he's probably telling journalists in like a really kind way that they probably wouldn't even be in journalism if it wasn't for the beauty of Manchester United growing up and just building this team of love and knowing what the job is and resurrecting the fallen giant and getting people on his side simultaneously increasing expectations whilst keeping them out of balance and making sure every single player is on board a guy who knows how to win that would be the dream that's what I'm hoping for with Manchester United right now is Ange within the next 18 months to two years but yeah, again, we're all for progression in society, but just do your own social experiments. I was in a place getting a burger four weeks ago, and there was this guy in the queue, it was late at night, and... He was just kind of been aggressive in general, talking to the staff in the wrong way. But he was an individual who didn't seem like he had a lot to lose. He'd been in one or two burger shop fights before. So I said to him here, the way you're talking to the fucking staff, man, how do you walk around with that level of ignorance just coming out of every pore? So I antagonized the guy. And I just really wasn't arsed, but getting thrown to the ground. I don't really have the flexibility for kind of physical activity anymore. Just He got really aggressive and really violent verbally. So as opposed to kind of engaging in it, um, when the bouncer inquired, I just wanted to see what would happen if I told the, the bouncer of the burger shop that I'm gay. Now, I didn't say that your man was being homophobic. The bouncer comes and goes, what is the problem here? I go, I, I'm just a gay guy trying to get a burger and this guy's, this guy's shouting at me. As opposed to saying, calm down, or saying both of you cop on, you're both out. Four of them, reef the fucker out of there. What the fuck, though? Hey, fucking guys, there. Okay, so sorry. I nearly apologized to him. Um, out the back of the taxi window, 20 meters down the road. Um, 15 minutes later. But what approved is that we now just kind of have terms and beliefs that people automatically react to without using any logic 
or sense. And I get that we're in a rush because the world was so disgraceful and how little you were allowed express something that deviated from the norms. But if we're not in consensus that we're overdoing it now, then there's a portion of society who are insane. And then you do have the debate of are we overdoing it now so we get down to a base level, but with the way they're going, um, who's going to be left with a brain in this society by the time it's done? Very, very predictable. Very scary the way it doesn't seem to be ending. Yeah, life's a strange one. Um, there's a few people on to me who've been listening to the show from the get-go asking, um, is the Friday 4 ever going to come back? And it's something we're looking at. Something we're looking at. We've American sports back now, which is just so fascinatingly entertaining. Win or lose the bet. You're bound to experience such a variety of emotions that it was worth it. We're looking at it. And it is about time as well, the patrons of the MA shop were actually given something because those guys have been the backbone of this show for a number of years. Um, they're people I do not reference because I don't want to feel owned by anyone. But the people who continue to back this show perhaps do deserve something. So if the Friday 4 was to come back, I wouldn't be putting a gambling segment in between conversations with fucking David Chase and John C. McGinley just completely turning a canvas of art into a piece of kind of lad culture trash. But we'll look at it. And I'll let them know. We've some interesting guests coming up on the MA show. A short one today, but yeah. Needed because yeah, I feel like I'm I'm losing touch with the listeners on a personal level. Um and I love the listeners. I also love Novak Djokovic. He has uh, 24 Grand Slams now, for anyone who's interested in what he's doing on the tennis court. And yeah, he probably should, for the sake of uh, not just the sport, but society, have a look at retirement. Uh, point proven, superhuman, stands up for what he believes in. And to be that good is, yeah, that's not about tennis ability, that's about having a superior mind when it goes to a tie break you know that that let's going to go on your side because you're imagining it before it happens Novak Djokovic what a character and as the world continues to attempt to get rid of characters like like they tried to do with him momentarily we should enjoy them and hug each other in the celebration of their existence. See you next week, am I sure? It's been how many years, my oh, boy? You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just take it slow. Podcast. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me feel just fine. What's it? Makes me see the 
Alright